if I say cracking the man code, Blake, what what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Yeah, you know that's I was that's a good question, and I was going to ask a similar a similar one. I would say the man code, the modern definition of man code and masculinity. No, that that's really fair. So I'll give you the uh, the thing our publisher. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll give you the nutshell. Yeah. 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 Let's hear the. That- that I hope will statement. end up on Instagram and YouTube and, Absolutely. and just blast this over. Yeah. It, it, there are a couple of, of bullet points and we'll, we'll share these and then we'll go back and, and you pick and choose what makes sense. But all men are born into a code or they're imprinted by mm-hmm. what's immediately around them. I had two parents, a loving, generous mother who's an athlete, uh, a father who was uh, angry, selfish and abusive. I had uh, three siblings, sister and two brothers, and fortunately, my mother had six brothers. All of could be described as the everyday good guy. Awesome. That was my code that I was born into, right? And that's kind of how we present ourselves to family and the world early on as guys as we learn to compete, compete for favor, compete for food, compete at school, compete for girls. Mm -hmm. That's the man code I was born into. Now, that code does not serve us really well because we are also born into, or at least I was, sin nature. And I'm probably the only guy on this podcast who was born into sin nature. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wouldn't say all that now. Right, right, right. Well, that's what makes us average guys, right? right? Right. Um, And we're born into the sin nature, and sin nature early on in the tweens begins teaching guys that uh, isolation is part of being a guy, part of Mm -hmm. being a dude. Doesn't matter. You're, uh, you know, academically accomplished, but your deficit's over here. Um, That's pointed out to us repeatedly. So that's isolating. That isolation is not good. That begins planting another seed of the man code. Now, complicating things is as we grow into our tweens and teens, we see other guys who may say that they're a church guy or a religion or a Christian guy. But then later on, we realize, hey, that guy cheated on his taxes. Hey, he would borrow something and not return it. And and then later we'd realize, well, that guy, and this is common today as it was, that guy doesn't read the Bible, he doesn't pray, and he really doesn't understand the true nature or character of Jesus, let alone reflect it. Right. Now we're getting into the man code that you and I understand and impacts guys that we're around. So we have this average or casual guy, right? And he's casual about his faith, casual about his marriage or work, casual about God. And... uh the average guy in church, unfortunately, and even as we've researched this 10 years ago, and it's still true today, it'll be true 20 years from now, probably, unless God makes a difference. The average guy in church is a lot like the average guy outside of church. And proof of that statistically is sexual addiction, masturbation, and porn. Yep. Now, we're talking about guys here, but gals, if you're inside a church, guys and gals in church, including staffs, statistically, with regard to porn, are a lot like men and women outside of church. Mm-hmm. About the same. And what happens then is guys get wrapped into this, and the casual relationship leads to casualties. Yep. And then culture or church 
or someone's got to fix that, right? So we, we face up to this code, and that's a good thing because guys who face up to the code are often really good targets for transformation, mm-hmm. right? And to becoming the man of God that God created them to be. But the key to that transformation, it's a relationship with Jesus, getting close to him, staying connected with him. It's abiding, John 15. And when I talk to guys, and I really enjoy doing that, you know, four to five, six times a year, I, we get into what is abide. It's a churchy word mm-hmm. that means getting close to and staying connected with. And in the Hebrew, it means staying connected for a long time with. And that's what, when you get close to Jesus and stay connected to him, there's transformation to guys, to relationships at work, let alone marriages and families. And it becomes obvious, and it doesn't take long. And that's cracking the man code. Last thing about this whole thing, you've probably heard this phrase. It's called, uh, Jesus prefers uh, availability over capability. Yes, I love it. I first heard that 15 years ago as we sit here. And you know what? It made immediate and perfect sense because I was available. I really wanted to grow my relationship very closely with Jesus. And I was around a couple of guys, pastors, that were modeling and mentoring me. But I knew that I really lacked fancy mm-hmm. Bible knowledge or, or lengthy flowery prayer. That was not me. Right. It just wasn't. But Jesus prefers availability over capability and jesus also does a lot with really common guys right his original students were just common guys some marginalized matthew aided and he so he took marginalized guys and he's still doing that today and he has done that throughout time he takes marginalized guys everyday common guys and he does really special things now most guys will say They kind of have that fear of, if I get close to you, Blake, or if I listen to this Phil guy, this Jesus guy is going to want to take me to the ends of the earth. You know, I'm going to head to one of the polar regions or some desolate place, and I'm going to have to go there and serve. And I I bring that up often when I speak. I said, no, actually, if you're a tool guy, he's probably going to take you back into a bunch of other tool guys. Yes. If, you, if you're a workout guy and you, you're into weightlifting, it's probably going to take you back into the gym when you're, you know, moving around some free weight and moving some big weight and probably talk to those guys. Yes. Living in your purpose, walking in your purpose. Right. And that's yeah. cracking the man code. Yep. I love that. I love that. And what comes to mind for me when you say that is when Jesus takes uh, Peter, for instance, who's a fisherman and tells him that he's going to he's going to now be a fisher of men. Yeah. He's taking what he already likes to do and he already does and taking it to the next level. And that's in in my experience that's not usually the stereotypical view of what God wants from people. And so especially men who are drawn to our adventure and our quest and you know being useful it can appear a little daunting at times to even open the door to Christ in the first place. Because like you said, it's like, Hey, look, if I start going down this path now, am I going to have to give up everything that I love? Am I going to have to lay my life down? There are absolutely areas where we all must sacrifice and we will have 
those uh, opportunities to sacrifice for things that we love, for people that we love, for Christ, for the kingdom. But in general, in my experience, the close, the more work I've done to get to know Jesus, to, to become close with Jesus and understand exactly what God wants from us, the more it has actually propelled me toward all of the things uh, that are in my deepest nature. Not, not so much so the, the raw human desires that you would equate to the hunger in your belly, but the spirit driven callings that we all have, God wants us as men to embrace those. And he's put typically put those on our hearts for, for a great reason. 